yeah we went to the library tonight keegan was so excited um it was so funny he was like he was like so excited he was just like jumping up and down and all excited to go to the library <laughs> we're walking out he's carrying his books and he rips this huge fart because excuse me <laughs> it's like walking right by a librarian so funny <laughs> oh excuse me <laughs> Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly, and it is episode 77. It's November 2nd, so we're recording the day before the election because after this, the world will fall apart, but hopefully you'll have at least a somewhat decent podcast to listen to. Oh, we're going to talk about that Columbus loss, um, what it means for the future, I uh, can't wait to be up in Philly next weekend for that New England game when we win the Shield. The second half of the episode, we're going to do an Office 11, okay, our favorite TV show, The Office. We wanted to keep it light. Big, stressful week, so we each made an 11, and after the show, you'll be able to vote on which um, 11 wins. And then uh, me and Luke will make some terrible predictions. Yeah. All right. So... Um, this year is weird. I have to say, I feel very um, maybe elitist, spoiled a little bit because right now I feel kind of down and uh, not, not negative, but maybe negative. I know I've had some episodes where I've kind of felt negative, but all just because like maybe not everything went super perfect. And that's just kind of the season it's been where like, that's just what I expect now. And now I'm spoiled and uh yesterday's 2-1 loss to Columbus things did not go perfect and I'm spoiled and I wanted it to go perfect but it did not so that's where we're at how do you feel no I I I think yeah I think that's that's a good point I I agree it was we like think always like kind of like thinking back of like where this team like the union have been in previous years that this feels special and like yeah like it, it didn't go well but like there's it's not all lost and, and there's still another shot but the union disappointed and, and yeah we feel like it, the world is collapsing but yeah we really probably shouldn't and yeah i agree i feel a little i think spoiled is, is a good uh good term to use for this 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 feeling so so you admit being the youngest that you're the spoiled well, you're the spoiled one that was just a trick a ruse to get you to admit it <laughs> how does that connect brat. <laughs> All right, got him. Dad, mom, got him. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously we lost 2-1. Um, Columbus scored two goals. Bendit got the start over Freeze. Elliott's at the six for Martinez. Um, it was it was a cold game. Um, everyone was very concerned about Mr. Curtin and his uh, light windbreaker. Yeah, do you um, remember the last time – or? If any other time the Union played in in, his, in the snow, like, I know that it didn't, like, accumulate on the ground and stuff, but, like, I can't remember another time it was even snowing like that in a Union game. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure there has been. I mean, I feel like I can picture uh, Roger Torres in, like, long sleeves and gloves, but for all I know, that could have been, like, a July game. Um, 
I'm sure like a, uh, Colorado, I'm sure there's been a time or two out there, but yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. Um, it definitely felt different. The union yeah. played well. I mean, I know I was going to say they played well. There are things I think they did well. I think there are things that they didn't do well. I think, um, it's an overreaction to blame it all on Bendik. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, we got scored on twice and we're not used to getting scored on twice again, being spoiled. Um, on the road against another good team. No one, I mean, you're not going to say like he played those two goals perfectly, but I don't like the storyline that we lost because Bendik was in goal. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's dumb and naive to say we lost solely because of that. We lost solely because our team did not score a goal during the run of play. Right. We, we had one PK goal. And and that was well done by Sergio to uh, beat the Mensa, who had who had a very rough day, um, just just in that aspect. But we lost because we couldn't score. We we had 22 shots, like that's a ton of shots, and you can't score a goal. Like that's that's where we lost, not yeah. not because our goalie gave up. Yeah, I mean he made uh, you know maybe he could have done better, sure. But if you're if you're trying to win the supporter shield, you're the best team in the league, and you're gonna put up 22 shots and not score. I think that's that's where you want to look at first. Yeah, I agree. It's I mean it's like like soccer is a game where it's like if you can uh, point a result on one individual player, point a loss on one individual player, it has to be an absolute howler. And even then, it's like well, there's you know probably eighty nine other minutes where the team could have you know mm-hmm. could have done done better to counteract the the one glaring mistake. And I don't think it was a glaring mistake by Benning. I think. Uh, good to go back to the word spoiled. We're spoiled by Andre Blake because it's like, yeah, the first goal Andre Blake could like we we've seen Andre Blake made a save that made saves against shots like that where where Bendik didn't. But you know, to stay on that first goal, like that was a very there was some soft defending there. Like uh, yeah, they, to give the to give the space to take that shot. And obviously, you know, it was twenty like I mean like twenty twenty five yards out like. You, you sometimes like okay take a shot there but if you're not gonna be that urgent and closing down on, on the guy on the ball like that's if even if he takes a shot or if he doesn't like if he creates a playoff that 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 position like that's that's not good that's that's just that's just bad defending um, yeah yeah the ball is cleared out um to the top of the box that like literally bounces over Jamiro's head he doesn't like do enough to protect the ball it just bounces over his head um and then Wagner was slow to come out to it. It goes, you know, between his legs or something. And uh, Bendix sees it late. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, but okay, to stay in the first half and, and to yeah. point out a positive, um, Union looked like I know the second half maybe was even more dominant, but the first half, Union looked great. I think Aronson, Santos, and Casper were combining really, really, really well. And that was pretty exciting to see. Like, obviously, we wish we. Saw, you know, uh, some goals from that that production, but I think they were combining and clicking really well against uh, one of the best defenses in the league. And like you said, Mensa had a, a surprisingly rough game and gave up some weird uh, turnovers. But seeing those guys click in Columbus on a crappy day, it was was pretty exciting to see to start the game. Um, so yeah. Uh, I agree. I think we had a very good day of pressing. I think our press created mm-hmm. many 
clear cut opportunities to get into the box and score. Um, despite not, yeah, I agree. I think we we did actually play pretty well to the extent of creating opportunities. But um, no, we also hit the post twice. Not to be lost on you know nine shots on goal plus two that hit the post. Um, yeah, I mean you, you create a lot and and you just need need it to go in. Um, I saw some people say, oh, it just wasn't our day. It's like, well, I mean, if you have 22 shots, that's, that's, I'm not going to say that's not my day. Like, um, we just, I, I, we need to be better. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Uh, Sergio, his first half was a mixed bag for me. Um, his body, I, you said it's the first time he's seeing, he's seeing snow. Uh, that was very clear. He, at some points looked like he was not into the game at all. He was very, um he was getting frustrated a lot yeah uh, yelling, think, yelling at the ref yelling at teammates getting yelled at by the coaching staff just like his head was not in it um but then at times it's like he got the ball and he, he just run and he, he picked up the ball a couple times on the left side and just you hear the coaches say like solo and you just go and he he made stuff happen at the same time so I, it was really a weird mixed bag for him because i felt like he was creating some stuff and um finding some good opportunities but then at the other the other side of it is there are times where i was like just just take him off he's not into the game it was weird yeah i i think personally like i fall like onto the side where like i've kind of become accustomed to maybe his body language and the moments where he looks like he's checked off because he, he is productive and i i guess maybe some of it is comparing it to cap to casper who's sometimes looks even less productive um, because I think Sergio does bring elements of the game that no other striker does on this roster. And when he's engaged, it's, it's, he's pretty threatening. And, and obviously we didn't see it, see the, the goals that come to come up from that. But I mean, that's happened before and we've seen that. And if, if he, if he's clicking, then like, that's dangerous. Like, I, I hope we see something in, in, you know, in the future, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I definitely understand. I, under, I understand yeah, the criticism, but yeah. I, I I personally like I can I can look past it because I you know it's kind of like part of like a being a striker too. There's a little bit of the not like prima donna type thing. Like you know they're they're, they're kind of like an ego yeah, like ego driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it. I, he doesn't bother me as much as, you know, like as Zlatan or like, there's definitely worse cases of that type of person. Yeah. Obviously Zlatan's an extreme, but I don't know. I'm fine yeah. with it. Dude did pull off a bike this weekend. It was a weird one though. I don't know if you saw it. Oh yeah. Anyway. That was good. Um, so speak, staying in the striker realm, I got to talk about Casper because he is just not, he's not in form. And I was kind of looking at his numbers on the year. He's got eight goals on the year, which is, you know, an okay not. Like you're not gonna say, oh cool, your your top striker has eight goals, what a season. But you would, I mean, you'd hope he at least had double digit. He doesn't. Um, six of them came within a span of one month, from August, where is it, 25th to uh, September 20th. He scored six of his goals. Before that, he scored um, against Miami in the MLS's back, and then he had a PK last week. So. I think that's the bigger problem. Like, yeah, no. um, 
just talk about like Santos's body language, but I think I think Casper right now is the bigger problem. I think I know we talk about he does other stuff, but uh, like other guys can do other stuff too. And it's not like what he's doing is um, groundbreaking striker work without the ball. It's like he's making some runs here and there. He's got maybe one of the worst crosses when he gets to the corner. I don't know if anyone else has picked up on that, but he he just swings that thing so far behind the goal and so high. I just I don't know why he keeps trying to cross it. His crosses on the ground are the ones that are effective. Um, yeah, that is true. And then and then when Burke comes in, I feel like the two of them just I think even the I mean I, I'm not saying anything new. Even the broadcast people were saying how Burke and him are pretty similar. Um, so I don't know why Burke comes in for Santos, but why not Fontana? Like if you if you feel like you need to take out Santos, which I thought he was the one who was finding the game more in this, so I don't know why he's the one who um doesn't get to play ninety. Uh but if you're gonna take out Santos, why not bring in a guy like Fontana who just can run and run and is more of a muscle uh more of a muscle dude, I don't know, like powerful shot, um, pushes guys around. Like I, I just feel like he's a closer match for Santos than Burke. Burke seems to be more of a match for Casper, but I just don't understand this idea that Casper plays, you know, close to. I mean, looking at his stretch, just 90 minutes, uh, played only 68 minutes against Toronto, but by then you're you're up like I don't know, five nothing when he's coming out. Um, but he's only like he plays 90 minutes most games, and and you know he's not being very productive and people point at the the oh he's got assists but it's not like he's lighting up the world with assists either he's got six of the season so it's not like you can say that that's a super dominant thing like he's bringing a lot of assists and again he had two assists against toronto before that he had two assists against miami back a month ago before that was like another week before that he had won and you know it's like I don't know. I think I think there is more of a problem there, and I think there's other solutions. But for some reason, he is getting this pass to just keep playing. Um, whereas, like, yeah. I, I'd be curious to see, you know, leave Santos in and bring in Burke to play with Santos, or let Fontana play with Casper, another guy who can run. Um, if if you want Casper to keep kind of playing off of a speed guy, but yeah, I think... no, I I agree with that. I I, I wonder if it's something that like. Um, Casper has better fitness than Santos, and so he's more able to go 90 compared to Santos. And I know Santos had, had injuries a while back at this point, but I don't know. Like m- maybe that's something that they look at when they when they're making these subs. Like, is Santos the guy that can go 90 and play his style of of striker for 90 minutes rather than like 60, 65, and then pull him off? And uh, Casper is a little more of like a. You know, like he's obviously not the speed guy, like you're saying. So maybe that's that kind of striker can play 90. So his curtain factors that into his subbing. Yeah, maybe he doesn't feel like he needs to use a sub on that. But I mean, this year we also have five subs. Like that's true. Yeah, you have, you have like extra subs this year, and you're not using them. Um, I mean, what the other night? What we made two subs, three subs. Like we didn't use them all. I know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like some of his. It seems like he's getting his feet tangled up in the box when the ball comes to him. And like the 90 something minute, the ball came across him and he took a big swing and kind of like just scuffed it across the goal box. And I mean, last year, that's when he's on form, that's a goal. He, he scored that same exact goal against Atlanta. But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, 
So let's okay, stick on the, the, the subs uh, topic because Curtin, he, he he didn't make the, the, the subs that he usually makes like timing wise. So usually it's like a 65, 60 to 65 minute, like he's already going to like Elsino or now it's maybe like it's, it's Burke or whatever. But I feel like in this game, he let uh, the starters play a little longer and he waited, waited on their subs a little more and then, you know, that he, he didn't use as much. Um, and I, I, I wasn't against that because like, we're like, we're, you know, we stated there and we we all saw there is a, we scored a, had a bunch of shots, you know, 22 shots, nine on goal. So like they're even again, that their looks. And so maybe Curtin was like, all right, let them, let them go. Maybe they'll figure it out and maybe they'll, they'll actually get one and, you know, pull in the back than that. But we obviously didn't see that, but I, so I, I wasn't super concerned with, Curtin subbing, and I know I saw it on Twitter that people were like really pissed that he he wasn't making subs, and that this this result was on Curtin because of that. But I did I don't think that I I was kind of fine with the subs. I I didn't never didn't really disagree with that anyone. I know you might disagree with me, so I'll let you go. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go back to the well a little bit. Um, I don't think Aronson was a problem like i don't know why we brought him off um and off also selfishly like he's my favorite player right now also selfishly it's like you only have him for or you know a max of playoffs plus two more games one more game after this so run him run him to the ground uh obviously you don't want him to get hurt but like let's enjoy him and use him as much as we can whereas why not bring el Senio in for casper um uh, you can still do the same you know, four, two, three, one. If that's what you're trying to do, leave Burke up there, fresh legs. But it is, it, I do find it odd where you've got a guy, Fontana, who had been obviously getting hot and we kind of let him cool off a little bit. Um, not that, you know, he was blowing it up every time he was on, but as a sub, he was being pretty productive coming in late and um, finding the ball, especially in a game where we, we, had a lot of opportunities in the box and Fontana's guy who has shown that if he gets a chance in the box, he can just blast it. Just, I've said this before, he's got a really hard kick and it seems like a very, you know, amateurish thing to say, but like there, I think there's something to that and having a really just a shot that really can just beat guys. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I think Fontana was probably yeah, one that could have been used. I, 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 I could see that. Um. Yeah, yeah. I felt yeah that. I'd say that's really the only thing I would say. I mean, if you look at your bench options, it's not like we know he's not using Galena for whatever reason. I'm not going to be calling for Vooten to be coming in. He's not um, a game saver. And then you got Craval, Gaddis, and Colin. So. It's not like there's other options, but I would say you're really just looking at one guy who you want to see, and that's Fontana. And um, you know the Union wanted to win that game, and you know that Curtin really wanted to win that game. But I felt like, you know, we we were pushing. We the mental side of that game. I feel like um, as a fan, you can really walk away from that game feeling like not only skill wise can we compete and beat a team like Columbus, but uh, we were up for that game just like we were up for the Toronto game and LAFC at the beginning of the year. Like these big, uh, quote unquote, big teams that we need to compete with, we're competing with. And um, 
no one would look at that game without seeing the score and thinking uh, that we would lose that game. It just, it just sucks. We, we did, and we couldn't, uh, we couldn't find the back of the net, and, and that's where Fontana might be, might have been a guy who could have done that when we were doing so much so good. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's definitely, it was disappointing that. I do yeah. agree with you that like it's cool to let them play a little bit longer to because mm-hmm. they were doing well and not like automatically putting in El Sino, let El Sino sit for an extra 20. Yeah. Um, and then they're playing like El Sino a little more towards the middle, to try to give them more touches. That's a nice little change rather than just putting them out on the outside and saying go one-on-one. Um, yeah. And and the, the second Columbus goal came in the 84th minute. So like it was so late that I think maybe Curtin had his mind set already that maybe just like kind of let the players ride out and a draw wasn't would have been like a pretty great good result um on the mm-hmm. day uh, like you know wasn't going to clinch support or wasn't there was a slimmer chance to to clinch supporter shield on the day but it was it was a pretty good result at Columbus in, in that game but so the, the, maybe the the late the late goal was I was not planned for, but like maybe maybe up to that point, at, at that point after that, like you know, throw in Fontana, throw in even Vooten and take off a defender. But I don't know. I, I still could see like why well, just let, let these guys figure it out. Like the goal was against the run of play, so you know there's still yeah. a, a, the team on the field is doing what they what they were supposed to be doing. But yeah, all right, and yeah. I want so uh, now I I want to put, shout out some some positives from this game because I think it's, it's, it's worth it because the Columbus was a good team and, and we did, I did feel like we were, we were the better team on the day. Mm-hmm. And I one of the big one performances that I, that I wanted to shout out because I think it might be, might've gone a little bit unnoticed was uh, Aronson uh, defensively. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I think, I mean, Darlington Abbey is obviously one of the best midfielders in the league and of the, best American defenders that we have and or midfielders that we have. And Aaron, I think Aaron did a great job at limiting his touches and his ability to distribute the ball, which was really cool to see um, because, you know, two Americans and, you know, Nagby's has been on the, on the national team. Aaronson wants to break into team. So he, maybe he was like really wanted to prove himself to, uh, I guess, Nagby, but I think he did, he did a great job at closing in on him every time he got on the ball and, and really, was on top of him, and, and that was pretty big in stopping Columbus's uh, attack. I feel like the it felt like the majority of the time that the Union had, were in control of possession, and the ball was mainly on the on the Union's um, or the Columbus's end. So I I feel like a lot of that had to do with Aronson's ability to neutralize Nagby, and and then to to go a little further into into that, the Columbus attack was. Was Zellerron is a guy that we've been super nervous about because he, you know, obviously scored and won the game in our first matchup, and he's just a really, really, really good number ten. And I think the Union did a great job at neutralizing him as well. I mean, yeah. he's a really, really crafty guy, and I think like Elliot did a pretty serviceable job to cut off uh, passing lanes into him, and then McKenzie and Leathers were able to close him in whenever the ball did go to. to Still around, saying he wasn't able to do his playmaking, you know, uh, you know, you do, do all the things that he could do. So, I, th- I think, that, you know, there, there's a lot of ni- nice performances from this game, not just, you know, the shot creation and all that. Like, we were able to 
basically keep Columbus in check, a, a good Columbus team in check for the majority of the game. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and our dad said said it best, and um, then we'll do union best, union worst. But I'll like here, here's here's the big overall that I think we got to remember. If six months ago anyone would have told you that on Sunday you can go to a union game against New England, where if you win it, you get the supporter shield. Every single union fan would take that for so many reasons. One, chance to win a uh, supporter shield. Two, it's New England. We usually do well against them. Three, to get to go to a game. Like that that was not <laughs> a thing that existed six months ago. So sure. there's a lot of good. And, um, you know, worst case scenario, we're what, the two seed in the playoffs? And like, no one was predicting that either. Like that, and that's our worst case right now. That's pretty awesome. We, not only that, we're like, let me go, let me go, let me dig deeper in that worst case. Let's say we do give up Supporter Shield. Um, tragically, everyone's like pissed off, says it's all Joe Bendick's fault or whatever the reasoning. Um, uh, now we're going into the playoffs as a 2C with a huge chip on our shoulders. You think Aronson and McKenzie, Bedoya, those guys are going to enter the playoffs without the Supporter Shield? Like, going to let anyone walk over us? Like, and especially being uh, hosting hosting games like that, like we lose the Porter shield playoffs, man. They're, they're going to be even more fun. Like, obviously we're going to have a lot of fun with supporter shield in our back pocket. Um, but man, man, can you imagine that team going into the playoffs? If we do not win supporter shield, that's yeah. me. That, that, that's the team that you'd be, you would not want to run into. I mean, you're looking at, you know, four, nothing games. We're not, we're not going to give up a goal if we don't have the supporter shield. <laughs> Like it, it'd be ridiculous. Like, uh, e- even Casper would start scoring. He'd be so mad. It'd be, yeah. Even uh, Vooten, even Vooten would score a goal in that dude, case. Dude, this is it, man. This Vooten, <laughs> So he had his moment last week, but I think I think he's got another one coming. I think I think we're gonna be all celebrating Vooten next week. I think there's something coming. I think. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You, I'll forget about this when we make our predictions, but I'll <laughs> say it right now. All right. All right, man. Union best, union worst. Do you got? Uh, okay. Union best. I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go with McKenzie. As best, I assume. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just because he's, I don't know. He, he just always looks good and and. I, I like seeing how he went up against Zardes too, and, and, and like Zellerion, but he's just so uh, so confident and going against no matter going against anyone. And I, I just I just love watching him. Yeah, he he dominated Zardes. That was fun to watch because that was like two national team guys going at it. Mm-hmm. And and if you ever had a doubt about Mackenzie being a national team guy, that that squashed it. Although everyone has doubts about Zardes being a national team guy, you can't deny that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go. Well, let's see. My so I guess I gotta say a, a best, a best here. Ooh. Um. Uh, I was gonna say Wagner, but then he was kind of at fault for that second goal. Um, you know, Montero wasn't terrible, but he could have been at fault of the first goal actually. Um, Santos, I already kind of went both ways on. 
Uh, all right, hold on. There's got to be someone who I, who I want to say. Um, Maybe Elliot. I think he was. He would be another one yeah, I was thinking about. Yeah, he's yeah he's kind of someone. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the one who I could lean to. Him, him or Aronson, I could say. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd accept as my best. Yo, Casper took five shots on Sunday. That's a lot of shots. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. Montero had four. Okay. Only one on goal. All right, they both missed three shots on goal. Elliot was three for three. Oh, Elliot, how about his uh, half volley, by the way? Oh yeah. That thing, that thing was moving. Man, that would have been a nice goal. And it's weird that. I, well, I guess he was playing the six, but I guess if he was playing center, center back, he would have scored it because our center backs are, are hitting some bangers. That's true. All right. Um, you knew worst. I, you know where I'm going. I just got to say Casper. I just talked too much about it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's good. And I'll, I'll go with Wagner. Um, yeah. He, he just, you know, the, the, the we we talked about the the goals too, so I think I I don't want to go Bendik. Um, I, I I get the criticism, and I and I do kind of think um on Bendik. I think some of the criticism came like I think Twelman got really harsh on him for the second goal. He was really uh, yeah. critical of of that, and I think that feeds um yeah. kind of the, the conversation, yeah, the narrative, yeah. Uh, so which I mean, there and there's obviously like validity to that, but I I. I don't know, like that 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 second goal, like I I I was really pissed at Elsino to he kind of he didn't he created the turnover the past like yeah. went to him and he did not go to the ball and the defender just ran right in front of him and he was he was pretty lackadaisical get to that pass so I that, yeah, that frustrated me and that created the whole counter but yeah and and Twelman saying like they're talking like oh Bendik he started so far deep in his own goal. They got, and then you see the replay, and they, they kind of stopped saying those words because it wasn't that he was deep in his goal. It was just like they, they were kind of creating the narrative, and, like, no one was expecting Bendik to be Blake. No one no one would yeah. say that. It's like I don't know, he needed his team to score score a couple goals, and we didn't. And, I mean, yeah, you know. And, and how often does Glessness get beat over the top? Not very often. It took a perfect ball, so. Right. Um, I mean, Glesnitz, he's, he's probably our best in the air and he got, he got beat in the air. So yeah. ball over his head. All right, man. Well, good half. Um, I'm really looking forward to the second half of this episode. We're going to each come up with, uh, oh, I guess we'll talk some union stuff. Um, but really it's, it's all going to be about the, uh, office 11. Okay. It's the show on, um, Netflix for just a couple more, two more months and then it's gone. So, uh, and it's, then it's on the, the peacock. So come back after this break. Hey guys, Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game, AJ and Luke. This this is gonna be fun. All right, uh, this might be the best segment that we've ever done. Um, very easily could swing to the worst, uh, but we're gonna make. There's there's a couple reasons we're doing this. Um, Luke, let me hear why you think we're doing this. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so well, well, first we're doing the Office Eleven. That's what we're doing. Uh, oh, yeah. one, of the, one of the big reasons is um is just kind of like oh, well kind of like a tribute to Daryl Grove. That's is, yes. these kind of things are some of his one of his uh favorite segments or, or episodes um that they did on Total Soccer Show and we also enjoy them so much and uh, so we wanted to to try our own um another 
another uh, reason is because this is going to be a very, very stressful week for a lot of reasons. Man, the election, the election. So we wanted to have a fun, a fun segment and just be goofy and not, and hopefully bring some joy and and stress free to uh, any listeners. Yeah. All right. So we'll break it down um, line by line. We'll argue, and then we'll put them up on Twitter, and you can vote for mine if you would like. All right. So who's, who do you got in keeper? Who, who's your keeper? All right. So starting on my keeper, I I, put, I have Creed. Creed? Yeah. Why, so, why Creed? Because goalkeepers are crazy. Creed is, I think, actually the craziest on the office. He's insane, and I think you need to be insane to be a goalkeeper. So that's that's why I have Creed. Yeah, yeah, as I asked, that's actually a good reason. Um I went I went kind of the exact opposite. Who do you think I went with if I say I went the exact opposite? This is gonna be a lot of like just let me see how much me and Luke are alike and different in how we think. Go ahead, Luke. The exact the opposite of crazy? Of Creed, yeah. Of Creed. Or of crazy Creed. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, like Toby, he's like boring. I don't know. Uh, no, that's terrible. Pam. Pam. The most normal oh, okay. friendly. So I went Pam Beasley. Uh, she played volleyball in uh, school, so her, she's good with her hands. Um, everybody likes her. Everybody will try to protect her, and she's friendly with everyone. Okay. The bees. Um, all right, you can start with your back line. All right, so my back four, I've got two two imposing and intimidating center backs. One mm-hmm. is a known soccer fan. One is uh, a master of the dark arts, if you will. So I've got Charles Minor. Mm-hmm. And Robert California, oh. and then, and then my yeah, he's my master of the dark arts, my little yeah. Pepe, if you will. Um, then I've got my right back. Uh, I, I this one I had a hard time with, so I thought about Ray Gaddis, who's someone who's just a good-hearted dude, just wants to do his best for everyone. Um, and that was Andy. And then on the left, I thought, you know what, I want I want some like Kai Wagner, someone who can just run. And when I think about the office and running. There's only one person who runs the way he runs, and that's Moe's. <laughs> I have that exact, that exact pick for that no, exact I, reason. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So <laughs> I, I thought there'd be some overlap. All right. So you got your left back right. Well done. Yeah. My, my left back is also Moe's for exactly the same reason. He just got to bolt down that left, uh, left <laughs> wing. Uh, <laughs> that's good. My, my right back is Kelly. Um, only because to hint to my midfield my right winger is ryan and kelly i wanted kelly one just wanted to be close to ryan so she wanted to be the right back and she will push ryan forward because he would try to avoid her so because so the further she gets to ryan the further ryan will get up the field and he's my right winger so that was my okay. my logic there okay. um and then my center backs i have meredith and roy and Mer- meredith and roy okay. yeah Go meredith on. i mean meredith i mean both I mean, Roy will, he's a physical, he'll, you know, he, if, if you mess with his, his lady or he, he will, he will try to punch you and he will. Okay. So he's, he's a guy, he's an intimidating character. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith is, she'll, she'll play the mind games. She'll try to, you know, flirt with the, the striker. She'll try to get, play the mind games, get, you know, not afraid of a little scrappy. So I think, I think that's my, uh, I feel like I feel pretty good about those in my, my center back pairing. I Kind of feel like our two center back pairings are kind of similar between Charles Minor, Robert California, and yeah. then uh, Roy and Meredith. That's kind of funny. My mm-hmm. striker will have a problem with Meredith. I will tell you that now. 
okay. and he'll probably get punched by Roy. Actually, my yeah, I'll tell you that my striker is in big trouble. <laughs> All right, so you, so I went four two three one. What did you okay. play? Did you go four four two? Yeah, four four two diamond. All right, so give me your uh, midfield because you already told me Ryan on the right. Yeah, um, yeah, Ryan on the right, and to further Ryan, I put picked Ryan before I picked Kelly. I think Ryan okay. is going to be kind of like the. The tries to be all flashy, but not real a lot, a lot of substance. I feel like that's a perfect like kind of right winger kind of he like okay. wants to pull the moves, be like the flashy, cool player, but uh, the substance might might not be there. Um, um, could that be? Uh, I mean, you're not that would not be Bedoya, but that partially no. could be Montero. A no, lot of flash. No, that's that's neither. That's okay. a wannabe El Cino. Okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, um, and then I have I have Dwight as my central defender. Because okay. he will do whatever he he will do everything on the put everything on the line for for his team for his office so he will he will just do whatever it takes and that's mm-hmm. why he's a central runner. he's my rock um he's kind of like a offensive mid Ma- Martinez did Diego yeah. Char type and he will just you know put on the line and, and you know so I, I feel comfortable with that and then I put Angela as my left winger. Okay. Maybe just with some chemistry with Dwight. That was that was one I was kind of struggling to find a good pick for for my left winger. But I just you know maybe some uh-huh. some chemistry with Dwight there. Um, and then I put my my number ten is Pam. Okay. She's like like you were saying, and everyone likes her. The you know everything kind of revolves around her in, in a way in the office, and so she's she's able to kind of unify midfield of strikers and, and create those kind of connections so that's okay. that's my number 10 and uh you know she is she has a good relationship with uh, the striker pair i would say okay okay all right all right all right cool i got you all right so you got jim and someone else as a striker okay jim and michael okay it's got to be okay 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 sorry i won't ruin any surprises uh, all right so you're gonna see a little overlap in mine so i went four two three one my two CDMs are Dwight, same reasons, and mm-hmm. Angela. Okay, so I okay. put those two together. The like you said, chemistry off the charts. All right, so check this out. So you know FIFA, they like do the ultimate team and like chemistry is a thing. Okay, yeah. so here's my midfield. So in front of Dwight to the right is Jim. My ten is Michael, and my left wing is Oscar. My Latino flair, mm. Oscar with. With Angela in accounting, and then Michael, Jim, and Dwight, the three amigos, like, I, I thought that would be some high chemistry. They're, you know, they're, Jim and Dwight might bump into each other a little bit. Also on that right side, on my right back, if you remember, was Andy. And so it's kind of like a funny combination of Dwight, Jim, and Andy all kind of working um, that right side. There might be a little uh, overlap and bumping into each other, but I think overall it goes well. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah Mike, Michael's, Michael's my playmaker. So yeah, I don't know. Just made the team. Cool. All right. All right. So do you yeah, want to go to your strikers? You give your give your yeah. I go to your strikers because I think I know who they are, and I think I want to make you guess who mine is. Okay. Yeah. No, you you guess mine. It's it's Jim and Michael. Um, yeah, Mike, Michael. That's he. What he had to be striker. He he wanted to be the the, the hero the and the, and the yeah. star. Yeah. That's that's, that's he, he could not be that position. Um. And then Jim is the guy that actually is is putting the work and working off of him, and and you know actually you know doing the all the the striker duties, the dirty work, so to speak. And you know he's got the great connection with Pam. 
and Michael loves Pam. He think Michael thinks he has a better connection with Pam than he really does, but I think <laughs> that works into his favor and that he will, you know, make himself, <laughs> you know, like available to Pam and in, in, in distribution and stuff. So I think there's there's some good chemistry in, in, in that uh, that triangle. All right, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. See, so just to poke a hole in your team, you say Jim's going to be doing all the actual work. But he doesn't yeah. work very hard. Like it feels like he kind of like skates through a little bit. He's really just there to hang out with Pam on the show. Like yeah, but I mean, he works his way up to co-regional manager, and then creates <laughs> his own company. So he's got potential. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Cool. All right. I, and I like that you use those two together up top. That's yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. I like that too. I think. I think they're yeah. Oh, yeah. So I. I originally was going to go with a Peter Crouch type striker. <laughs> Gabe Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I went with a different guy. Uh, and I told you he was going to have a really hard time with your def the, your defenders of Meredith, particularly, and he'll get punched by Roy. Hmm. Michael's my 10. Um, who does Middle name? Middle initial for his middle name is F. Todd Packer? Todd Packer is my striker. He just had that striker mentality for me where he's just going to be a, you know, a pain in the butt, just really piss off everyone. Um, but he's, he scores. The man scores. <laughs> he's left with everyone in the office. He scores every time. I remember once him and Michael took two well, the two twins home from the bar, and he slept with them both. He he scores every time, so that was my striker. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool, man. Oh, wait, so, oh, that's oh, yeah, you do one striker. Okay, yeah. I did one striker. So I I really leaned on um, my central midfield chemistry, uh, and then my back line's kind of random between Moe's, Robert California, Charles Minor, Andy, but then my striker, I'm I'm pretty happy with. Okay. Uh, I also hated choosing him because it, and I when I, I was going to go him and Gabe Lewis, and I was like, I hate these strikers. But, um, all right, any snubs? Any any uh, twelfth any like first off the bench? Anyone who you like really wanted to get in, you just couldn't get them in? I couldn't figure out where to put Phyllis or Stanley. Uh huh. Um, Kevin? I wanted to, yeah, Kevin too. Yeah, yeah, Daryl was one. I was thinking where I could, you know, I just couldn't find the reasoning to put those guys where or where to where to fit those guys, but. I'm pretty, I'm pretty content with my my roster. Yeah, yeah. I was um, Nellie Bertram since she's British. I wanted to get her in, <laughs> uh -huh. and then also uh, a Karen Afedepere. I wanted yeah. to get her in just because of her Italian roots on the back line, but um, I couldn't argue to put Karen in over Andy. Uh, plop. I just wanted to say plop. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. I was nah. just really glad I got. We both got Moe's. I think that's the most important thing that came out yeah, of this segment. That was good. Um, right. Yeah, that was... I, almost, I almost had D'Angelo Vickers in the back, too, but then I went more Robert California. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, that was that's my favorite. Um, I could talk about that more tonight, but we should probably move on. <laughs> we to, should probably move I, on. I forgot people are listening to this for union-related stuff. Yep. Um, so, yeah, well, Luke, you got to put that up on Twitter. People will vote for mine, and... Um, and we'll say that I won next week. Cool. So we're playing the Revs. Everything is on this game. Now, 
two weeks ago, we had a big argument about is Toronto the biggest game in regular season history? Yep. You said yeah, and I just argued to be a pain in the butt. Now, can we confidently say this New England Revs game is the biggest regular season game in Union history? I, I think it has to be because I, there's I no other agree. regular season. There is no other regular season game where a trophy would actually be on the line, and this is that scenario. So I there's like logistically, like I don't think there could ever be a more important game, regular season game, right? Besides like the opener, like the first game ever, if you want to qualify that. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think you are right. I think this has to be it. Like you said, that it's the only regular season game where a trophy is on the line um, and a big trophy at that, not just like a, you know, like a fake, like, or they have the wooden spoon or like the the turkey gobbler for <laughs> NFL teams on Thanksgiving, like all that stupid crap. Like this is like legit. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, we were really hoping that it would we'd be having this this podcast celebrating the fact that we already clinched the supporter shield but you know I was, it's i was hoping we would have a revs game and we would see devries uh cole turner orvich yeah galena like I, yeah I like hoping, we yeah we wanted to see like just let, let's just rest everyone let's let's let whoever wants to play play let galena play let this but yeah so now it's like legit yeah yeah, it's also good. We will yeah, be there. no, it's it's, it's going to be an insanely exciting game. We're going to be freaking out and nervous as crap because I I remember just the the Red Bull game before yeah. we were just freaking out. I think this is going to have a similar game and then similar type feel and then that's just before your playoffs even start. So we're going to have a lot of anxiety for for Union games from here on out, which is which is good because that means it's important and ex- exciting. But yeah, this game is is really going to be really exciting and all the scenarios that we were trying to, everyone's been trying to work through that, you know, we could clinch if this happens, if that happens, but really it just comes down to you need to win. I mean, we could lose, like, it, 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 it really depends on what happens Wednesday night and we're, we're recording Monday night if Columbus and Portland win and then win out and, then, you know, win on Sunday as well. But I think the big, the, obviously the bigger, um, uh, contender for the for the shield would be Toronto since now we're tied on points, so it's it it comes down to what happens with their game and our game. But if we win our game, then then it's ours. It's it's in our hands. The the union just need to focus on that, and that's and it's gonna be on TV. So yeah, whoever's in the building with us has to make some noise. Um, yeah, I mean, when was the last time we were had two games back to back on national television? It was 2018. It was uh, March. You just make that up? Maybe. <laughs> dare, I dare you to check. Right. So um, <laughs> Martinez could possibly be back, right? Uh, that could be a yeah. thing, right? Yeah, that's not confirmed, but I, it, I, it seems possible, okay. even even maybe likely. Now, a little inside information, just because I was uh, on Instagram at work today, and I saw Jose Martinez was live streaming. Um, he he set up his phone in front of his exercise bike and rode his exercise bike. So just like the guy was exercising. Was he? So, he was just at home though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I assume so. He wasn't hanging out with people since he's got COVID. Um, right. 
Okay. I mean, he looked, he looked tired, but uh, I assume if you're streaming your workouts, it's probably a good thing. I, I can't say I watched for more than about you know 10 seconds just to see if this was actually a thing. Um, that, so lineups, yeah, <laughs> lineup preferences. Um, I know there are some Instagram accounts that uh, might say if Joe Bendick's going to play, why do you even play goalie? But um, <laughs> I, I assume Joe Bendick will get the start. I don't think I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, uh, I, I think Matt Freeze would be cool to see if this wasn't such an important game. But yeah, yeah this is. I, I think if you switch to Freeze, I think it's it it rattles the team. I think it shows panic. I think right. you need to stick with Bendik, the veteran. Like, yeah, like I I don't know why you would switch. I think I, that would cause a big problem, and um, that's not where the biggest problem on the field is. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, like, let's like Joe Bennick is a guy who's played like almost 200 games in MLS. He's what is this like his ninth or tenth year in MLS? Like, he's an experienced yeah. guy. He like he's had some really great forums. Like, I remember when he was it, with yeah. Orlando a couple seasons ago. Like, it got to the point where like he was gonna be a national team call up. Yeah, yeah, like, he's a, a quality goalkeeper. He has the like he has all the ability in the world to be a playoff goalkeeper for a top team. So like, obviously we want Andre Blake back as soon as possible. And hopefully he, his surgery that he had today went well and he can be back when within the two, two and a half weeks that they said, which would be great. But for this game, like Joe Bennett's a, a very, very competent backup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, do you have any other preferences to lineup stuff? I mean, uh, it's like, we were talking about Casper and, you know, like yeah, I don't you, see that. Um, I don't see it ever happening that you yeah. they're gonna bench Casper, but right. I think it'd be interesting to see. Like, like it'd be cool to see maybe like Corey Burke and Santos start. Um, yeah. Also, maybe just like we're playing the Revs for the 80th time this year. You know, maybe change it up a bit. And yeah. Corey Burke has been with the team enough that I think his fitness should be close enough to being able to have play starting minutes. Um, and, and his yeah. form, like when he's been on the field, he's been, you know, pretty good. Like he scored the goal, obviously, but he's, you know, created chances and looked threatening when he's on the field. So I think there's, you know, a little bit of uh, an argument that could be made for that. But I, I don't see current doing that, um, which yeah. I mean, I, I get that as well. Yeah. Funny thing. Burke scored before Vooten in the season. Um I thought that was a funny thing when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's I mean, true. I, I, we did score in the in the knockout round uh, against Portland, but uh, we don't yeah. like that actually, actually count for stats. But, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, honestly, you and me have as many goals as Fudin does in the official regular season. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying about Casper uh, and Burke. It would be cool, but like you said, like there's no way Jim Curtin's throwing a giant curveball into the lineup. Um, for like we said, our biggest regular season. Like this, this is the biggest regular. This is a championship game. This right. is a chance to win a trophy. This one game, win a trophy, and it's regular season. You're gonna put the words "biggest regular season game ever." This has to be it. Yeah. Um, do right. you think? Um, do you think? Um, if Ray is healthy, would you rather put him back in the starting lineup rather or keep him Bezo? I say you. I, I say Ray starts. I say yeah. you. You. 
I, I think Jim will do the same. I think you keep it as veteran, kind of like as core as it's been, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, as, no, you know, I agree. Yeah, Casper, I, I, I want Ray back. I, I think he's a way he's more a steady season. presence, and yeah, he's got a great season. I, I think there, there's there's aspects that Bizer's game that um, worries me a bit, and I, I, I just, yeah, I, I hope Ray is healthy enough to go to start the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Um, weekly eBay find. You had something kind of interesting here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know the previous ones were kind of silly eBay finds, but I think this one is like not exactly like a must buy type thing, but I think it's interesting. Um, I, so bet, I, I bet someone who listens to this podcast buys it. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's like value to it, I'd say. So so what I found um, was a. Philadelphia Union 2010 inaugural founding season thank you card that's signed by the entire team. Yeah, and so it's just like a pretty simple. Yeah, it's a pretty simple like thank you card, just like front and back. Um, but it has like yeah, signatures of like everyone that played, or seems like everyone that played in in the 2010 season. So like Latu, Longa, Kugo, you know, Shea Salinas, like all. all I, I think that's like kind of a, a pretty interesting. Um, memorabilia because it's you know a historic first year and just getting those guys on a simple you know not a super exciting you know visually exciting item but it's you know it's it's history yeah yeah uh union history um yeah yeah yeah. i mean and hey it's going for ten dollars right now it's 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 still on uh five five days to bid on it but yeah so if you're listening to this podcast and that sounds like a ten dollars that you could drop. Um, do that. Uh, playing cards. I was looking up those. A lot of signed playing cards you can get for under five bucks. So um, if you like signatures of Philadelphia Union soccer players, hop on eBay or uh, message Luke. He'll do it for you. He'll be the middleman. Um, Wait, he just I needs to learn make signatures, or I'll buy it. You'll buy it for them, and then you'll learn how to mail a letter to someone with. Oh, a so stamp. he said I was. I was just gonna forge some signatures for people. I, you could do that too. I don't, I don't care. I don't know how you do your business. <laughs> All right. Biggest regular season game ever. Do we dare make predictions? Uh, I mean, I, we know the result we're going to predict, but what do you what do you think the score is going to be? <sighs> New England games just are not fun. Like it's just every time we play New England, it's not fun. It's a tight. Um, tight game but but not this one we're gonna win three zero <laughs> three zero yeah yeah the old rope, out of the old rope of dope to you and all the listeners like ah oh, you know aj he's got a point this is true but i'm saying three nothing um i think you're gonna get one from jamiro brendan and uh i, I almost said gaddis but i'll go the other side Wagner. <laughs> That'd be nuts. Yeah. So you're gonna say like what a zero zero tie? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two one. <laughs> We've the past two results were two one, and I want to stick with that. Um, it's 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 gonna be a crazy, obviously nerve wracking game, but I mean, Revs have been playing pretty well. They had that crazy four three game against doing um, against DC, and then Carlos Hill was back. So, I mean, it's gonna be a tough one, and but I, you know, we're 
It's not going to be coming easy, so I'm going to say 2-1. All right, cool. You want to tell me his scores or? No. Um, no, so I'm going to go. I'll go Santos and Burke. Ooh, okay. Are they on the field at the same time when they score? No. No. Right, cool. I don't know if you're going to play the. I don't know. Uh, cool. Nice, man. All right, should we talk more about our office lineups? Offline. 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 All right, cool, cool. Uh, Doopy Dad sent in some uh, some notes. I, we should have had him make one. Uh, yeah. uh, if you're listening, you want to make your own. You know, tweet it at Luke. He he he'll love to see it. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Good luck with this week, and we hope to see you at the stadium on Sunday. That's going to be crazy. Let's get ourselves some silverware on Sunday. It's now or never. All right. Good job tonight, Luke. And uh, thanks for listening and keep being good people. Union go.